gonna go to the already in progress um Alex Jones on uh next world news talking about the invasion. Here we go. Let's hear what he's got so, to yeah, say. The, the midterms are here. Um I was gonna ask you about the blue wave, but I think that with the Kavanaugh hearings, I think that really galvanized the American conservative you know, people on the ground. Oh, yeah. Well, just the attack on due process and, and the attack on innocence and proven guilty. I agree. And how fake it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so fake. So fake. And all, I mean, all the arrests, Alex. Fake Hundreds of arrests. Realize. Photographs of these people getting paid cash right in front of the building. I mean, <laughs> it's unbelievable. And they track who the lawyers are, and guess what? What? They work full-time for George Soros. What about the caravan? You mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. You go to WorldNet, Daily Gateway Pundit, Judicial Watch. They have all the documents. Soros is on Forbes and CNN a year ago saying he's funding the migrants. And they've got the buses shipping them in and the UN, and then they're trying to ban uh, Lou Dobbs because he covered it. I mean, this is crazy. Yeah, uh, Soros, you know funding these migrants. Do you think Soros and Open Society is 100% behind this? No. You can go to the federal filings that Judicial Watch got last year and this year. We've written articles about it in Fullworks.com, but so is Gateway Pundit and WorldNet Alien and others. I mean, it's just what Judicial Watch said last week on Lou Dobbs, and they're saying they may fire Lou Dobbs, and they said the head of Judicial Watch is banned, totally respected. They sued and got the documents last year and this year, and it's... uh, MacArthur Foundation, Carnegie Foundation, Rockefeller Foundation, mm. George Soros' Open Society Foundation. And what happens is the State Department USAID funds the UN. Soros doesn't spend his own money. He calls his own philanthropist. He then gets the money as an NGO. State Department, UN, Soros, and these other NGOs, the Ford Foundation, and then they go out and fund it and build the camps and find the socialist voters to then go colonize Europe and the United States. And then they have buses taking them in. It's all on record. It's like saying, this pin says precise V5RT by pilot. I mean, it says on the pin. And you've got all these foreigners funded by the UN, funded by U.S. taxpayers through Soros-occupied State Department. And I told people it wasn't 200 two weeks ago. It was 20,000. Now it's 100,000. Now it's a bunch of other groups. They're just having Latin America, uh, Central and South America, in an army with collapsed Venezuela, who actually funded part of this on record, hammer through and break the border. So that now with flatback trucks and buses, they can bring everybody up to the border. They're saying right on time, two days before election, that at least 5,000 are going to slam into McAllen, Texas. And then you'll have kids with these terrorists holding kids up like Palestinian bombers up at the front going, let me in, I have a baby, baby, baby. Just like Trump looking at the little girl going, I take you from your mommy. Was it a fake photo? Was it real? Doesn't matter. It's all set up for the election. It's ridiculous. And if you say, hey, they've got them on buses and trucks, shut up, anti-Semite. You're like, what does that have to do with it? You know, it, 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 it's uh, Soros that's the... Anti-Semite is Soros that wants to overthrow Israel in the WikiLeaks. I need to ask you about what? Lindsey Graham. He's about to introduce legislation to end birthright what? citizenship. President Trump uh, is actually going to challenge the 14th Amendment. How do you think this is going to affect immigration policy? I mean, I think it has to be done. Um, I think Graham's right. you got to introduce legislation. That's how this works. 
Trump can say he's doing an executive order, which I support, but the executive is not unitary. It's not all powerful. Uh, and so if you look at the 14th Amendment, people have, China is the biggest group. It's not Mexicans. Mexicans are not the biggest group coming in. Chinese middle-class families go. The average birth costs about 50 grand. And so we, we, you fly a woman in two weeks before she's gonna have her baby. She goes, she has it. It's all paid for at a US hospital. She goes to the emergency room. The child is now a citizen, an anchor baby. So the number one group isn't Russians, it's not Mexicans, it's not Canadians, it's not Germans, it's not really Nigerians. It's Chinese women outnumber all Mexicans. Wow. Look it up, even CNN reports it. To come here like we're a bunch of suckers or schmucks or marks, idiots, uh, buffoons, and then everything's paid for. But if I went to China and said, I'm gonna have my baby for free, they would arrest me. So it's, it's, it's all just a sick joke. Talking about Lindsey Graham still, you know, it, he's a real anomaly after, McCon after McCain died. Suddenly he's a lion for Trump, practically a Saul to Paul conversion on the road to Damascus. What do you make of it? Can the man be trusted? Lindsey Graham has a horrible neocon voting record and it's known that he's the minion uh, of uh, John the traitor McCain. And hey, as long as somebody turns a new leaf, just like like you said, Saul on the road to Damascus uh, or on the cross, the thief says, I repent, and Christ says, you'll be with me in paradise. I mean, I think it's the same thing. What matters is the, what the tree does. And now that we see what Lindsey Graham really says and what he really stands for, suddenly he's not unpopular and hated and about to be unelected. Suddenly he's popular, which is an example. People want leadership. And conservatives and Christians and patriots will forgive people if they turn over a new leaf because they were slaves of McCain. But the word is McCain held Lindsey Graham and even called him horrible names and things and, and just kind of held him under his control. And, and can you just see that scene of <laughs> McCain doing exactly what was done to him to Lindsey Graham? Like, did you ever see the sketch of Carl Burnett with Hitler in the room, like I, I could, I could see that. Now that that evil influence on Capitol Hill uh, is, is is gone. We're seeing some better behavior out of Lindsey Graham. So I hope Lindsey Graham will continue to uh, support the country and to do good things. Uh, and and, and who do you think you are, Bill Cosby? Try to be a groveling sycophant uh, of the establishment. Let's talk about real quick before we go the just the, the delusion that we're seeing overtake all these leftists uh, clawing at the doors of the Supreme Court, screaming in the streets, breaking up moments of silence. I mean, what the heck is going on? I, Alex, You're I've been doing something. this, you know, for ten years. I've never seen it like this in my entire life. Watching politics, what the hell is going on? The bottom's gone. The left has allowed the most radical, corrupt elements, the globalists, the gangsters, radical Islam, the, the out-of-control professors on these universities and their anti-free speech bubbles, they've allowed them to become the norm. So the most radical now becomes the, 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 the mainstay. And you've got a perfect storm of dying media elites, corrupt media elites, scared governmental elites, all wanting censorship, all wanting control, and believing authoritarianism is the answer to pull their bacon out of the ash heap of history's furnace. Uh, and so that's what's happened is they have no governor, 
They're all encouraging each other to lie. I remember like a year and a half ago, the New York Times had op-eds going, it's time to lie to beat Trump. It's time to censor to beat Trump. And then as the economy began to come back and all of this, they just got more desperate because they've been siphoning our political and cultural and uh, metaphysical blood off. And now they're scared. And now the censorship didn't work. And now the intimidation didn't work. And calling us Nazis didn't work. And calling us Russian agents didn't work. And calling us white supremacists didn't work. And none of it worked. So now we're going to take your bank account. We're going to kick you off the internet. We're going to take your credit cards because we're the anointed, enlightened authoritarians. They're just like the Nazis or the Soviets. They just can't stop. And so it comes to that point where the opposition becomes so cancerous, so aggressive, so craved, so Cujo-esque with rabies that we have to come to the point where not really standing up to them legally and lawfully becomes aiding and abetting them. I mean, Gary, I don't know what we do at this point, but they've reached mad dog level. Here in Texas, tell me what what what's the temperature of of, of Beto O'Rourke? That guy is that guy's like the next puppet, man. That guy's a joke. How when he talks like of, Obama? Yeah, he's totally fake. Uh, he says he wants he's to ban all semi-autos. Yeah, he says he wants to ban all semi-autos. Uh, he 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 tried to join the Hispanic caucus, and they go, "Dude, you're not Hispanic." Kicked him out. He's delusional. You know, he's like these people that identify as a blind person, so they dump Drano in their eyes. <laughs> He's a total fraud. He's been in real polls. They still oversample Democrats 15 points. So if Ted Cruz is seven, eight points ahead in most polls, a Beto O'Rourke, that means like 20 points. That means all the illegal aliens, which they busted a bunch, and they busted Democrats registering to vote and, and people in dead people's names doing it. They've already busted Battleground Texas and others doing this. But still, massive election fraud. You'll still see Ted Cruz, I think, win by 10 points. So it's all just a hype program to get Democrats into the celebrity of I'm Beto, uh, you know, which means pedo in Spanish. They're all doing this uh, just to try to get more registered voters, more people to milk. It's a total joke. CNN, uh, Don Lemon, I mean, he's going all out. He's, he's attacking control. people on basis of the color of their skin. The, the hypocrisy... Uh, is 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 on full display. Oh, in the CNN. clip, I'm sure you've got it. He says, we need to stop demonizing people because of what group they're in, and we need to stop all that. And he goes, and white people are inherently evil, and white <laughs> men are the greatest terror threat on earth. How, why is this guy not, why is this guy still on CNN? Why hasn't the op-ed been removed? They, they remove, they remove Roseanne Barr for a right. stupid tweet. Right. And this guy is outright on the airwaves. Megan Kelly got removed for saying when I was a kid, yeah. people did blackface and didn't think it was bad. She didn't even endorse it, but she did it because her ratings were dead in the header. Don Lemon reportedly can suck a golf ball through a garden hose. I don't mean oh. that mean. I mean, I'm proud of him and he can do that. And he can sure <laughs> suck the life out of this country. Oh. And so, I, you know, I, I mean, I don't know what he's doing over there at CNN, but he has no viewers. The guy's a complete joke. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just... Uh, I think you can probably suck the crumb off a trailer hitch. That's probably oh. what CNN. Oh. Oh. Okay. Before we go. To organize, to get serious. To shut down media, to boycott groups. They have no viewers. They have to pay to be on at airports and bars and hotels. And then Brian Stelter, uh, you know, and all the rest of these guys. He's your, uh, he's your favorite. Oh, man, that, that oh clip of you going around, just going off on Brian Stelter, that's like the, that's like the favorite. I had, I had Mark Dice here. And we sat and we watched it together and we just oh no 
Civil Mark War, Dice the party out of power always. News Network and about Infowars.com. Then they win. They're all counting on you only using Facebook and Twitter and YouTube to promote. But if you do it by word of mouth and go back, look, 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 here's the deal. Ten years ago, 95% of the Internet was millions of websites. Ten years later, 90 plus percent of the Internet, 92% right now, is four operations, okay? Uh, it's it's Google, it, which is YouTube. You know, uh, they're both subsidiaries of Alphabet. Then you got Twitter, you got Facebook, and you got Al uh, Apple floating around there too. And they have just engorged in there the internet. And once they got control, they said, "Now nothing nationalistic, no pro-family." I mean, it's criminal. It's disgusting. They're both working with China, Apple, and Google to censor. But the power of the people saying, "Let's leverage out of this. Let's use these platforms." to promote individual websites uh, like uh, what Next News is doing or Infowars.com, and let's go back to that real diversity and not the big box stores of CNN and, and failed Facebook. Them trying to censor is an act of desperation. You, the people, word of mouth, sentient human beings are unstoppable when you take action. So Gary, join me for election coverage coming up next uh, Monday and next Tuesday, because we'd love to you just got to take what works and get rid of what doesn't. Anyway, I, I was just looking for some entertainment, uh, a perspective on Let's some of this game. stuff. Tell me what the president... Uh, so this next piece is Booker, Cory Booker of Jersey, trying to, like, make a love connection in the bathroom. I, I don't understand. I don't care what what side you're on do you want to make a love connection in the bathroom where people are making bodily functions that's where you want to make an impression here. i don't know the united I gotta, states I gotta get has to strongly the informed the blank that <laughs> if blank doesn't how's it going out there folks boy the news cycle's just unbelievable we're gonna change things up a little bit today there's so much craziness going on out there. I just, I have to, I feel like I have to change up the platform a little bit. Wow. I just said I have a platform. Anyways, all bullshit aside, there's just a lot of crazy yeah. stuff going on today. I want to go over Cory Booker and the bathroom incident. What? I finally found some good stuff on the migrants financing. And then I want to close it Ooh. out with two politicians Ooh, currently running good. while sitting in jail. Yeah. Okay, so let's start off with Cory Booker. Cory Anthony Booker is an American politician serving as the junior United States Senator for New Jersey since 2013. Member of the Democratic Party, the first African-American U.S. Senator for New Jersey. He was previously the 36th Mayor of New York, Newark from 2006 to 2013. Okay, from what I know about Cory is he's this quasi-retarded ex-jock that pretty much ruined everything he's touched so far in his political career but that's typical for a Democrat. He's left nothing but economic carnage in he his wake. Nuts. And sadly, I've come to the conclusion that this means to at least most of the coastal states on both sides, you are a successful politician these days. Just a quick little nugget about Mr. Spartacus. Before we continue on to the LGBTQIA to the 10th power event and the bathroom debacle, as a youngster coming out of Yale Law School, he won an upset victory for a seat on the Municipal Council of Newark, 1998, where he staged a 10-day hunger strike and briefly lived in a tent 
to draw attention to urban development issues in the city. Just thought that might help paint a little bit clearer picture on this ass clown's rise through the rankings, so to speak. Now I know we all enjoyed watching Mr. Booker and Miss Kamala Harris and their silent battles jockeying for position for their 2020 spot. Both of their moral outrage performances were a sight to be seen during the modern day lynching of Mr. Brett Kavanaugh. Now I'm willing to set aside the obvious theatrics of the Kavanaugh hearing. And of course, being on the rational side of the aisle, I was also willing to set aside the column he wrote back in 1992 Stanford University where he was talking about groping a girl but there's this new unsubstantiated allegation now I'm gonna read you guys this article out of citizen truth I just wanted it to be noted for the public that this was about three pages deep in the Google search way back behind all the why this is different than the Brett Kavanaugh accusations articles titled gay man accuses Senator Cory Booker of sexual assault in a restroom Stunning new sexual assault allegations have surfaced against Democrat New Jersey Senator Cory Booker, and the man who is alleging the charges is both gay and self-proclaimed liberal, who says he votes for the Democratic Party. If we were to travel just four years back in time, you and I would find solidarity on the subject of Cory Booker. As a matter of fact, he was a hero of many. I was and still am a liberal in principle, with a record of voting exclusively for Democrats since I was 18, with the exception of the 2016 election cycle. Oh, we're gonna bask in the warm glow of libtard hypocrisy. But it was in the summer of 2014 when Senator Booker visited my workplace that my political worldview began to shift. The accuser wrote in a piece titled, Cory Booker sexually assaulted me and why it won't matter to the hashtag MeToo movement. I stopped to use one of the building's single occupancy restrooms. Upon washing my hands prior to leaving, I heard knocking on the door, he wrote. When I opened the door, Mr. Booker was there. He smiled and very gregariously said, hey. We engaged in some brief idle chit-chat in the entryway, and then he asked me to speak in private. What happened next happened so fast that it was hard for me to comprehend what was going on. He pulled me into the restroom, albeit not too forcefully and slowly pushed me against the restroom wall. He said being a hero was a serious turn-on. He continued, the Senate appreciates fine citizens like you. My goodness, you can't make this shit up, folks. That's why I know it's so true. <clears throat> Sorry, folks, I'll try to compose myself a little better. Especially this senator. He then put his left hand on my groin over my jeans what? and began to rub. Oh, no! I seem to remember saying something like, Oh, wait, we need to just isolate the story. That needs to be its own. So this is the introduction to Cory Booker. Cory Booker's way to, you know, land one. I don't know. Let's, 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 let's see his approach to dating. Hold up. Hold up. Wait a minute. Okay, we're going to go right in on this. Cory Booker's approach to making a match in the bathroom. Hold up. <laughs> We're back in the bathroom. It's not just me this time. No, I'm not alone. Actually, I'm not there at all. It's Cory. It's Cory Booker in there. Ooh. 
might have his pants down. I don't know. I'm just going, I'm just hearing the news like everybody else. So this is, this is his approach. Let's hear it. Oh no. I heard knocking on the door, he wrote. Oh no, we gotta Looking go to the bask in the warm glow. Oh no! Way back behind all the why this is different than the Brett Kavanaugh accusations articles. Titled, Gay Man Accuses Senator Cory Booker of Sexual Assault in a Restroom. And how come no, no gay leaders are standing up for this assaulted person? I have not heard anything and nobody is saying anything. Somebody needs to stand up for this person. I guess I'm the one to do it. Dunning News sexual assault allegations have surfaced against Democrat New Jersey Senator Cory Booker, and the man who is alleging the charges is both gay and self-proclaimed liberal, who says he votes for the Democratic Party. If we were to travel just four years back in time, you and I would find solidarity on the subject of Cory Booker. As a matter of fact, he was a hero of many. I was and still am a liberal in principle, with a record of voting exclusively for Democrats since I was 18, with the exception of the 2016 election cycle. Oh, we're gonna bask in the warm glow of libtard hypocrisy. But it was in the summer of 2014 when Senator Booker visited my workplace that my political worldview began to shift. The accuser wrote in a piece titled, Cory Booker sexually assaulted me and why it won't matter to the hashtag MeToo movement. I stopped to use one of the building's single occupancy restrooms. Upon washing my hands prior to leaving, I heard knocking on the door, he wrote. When I opened the door, Mr. Booker was there. He smiled and very gregariously said, hey. Ugh. We engaged in some brief idle chit-chat in the entryway, and then he asked me to speak in private. What happened next happened so fast that it was hard for me to comprehend what was going on. Did he say, do you know who I am? And Well, that wasn't my impression. But did he say, do you know who I am? And like spit all over the place. Because he looks like somebody that if you had a conversation, he might spit on you. Not on purpose, but he just looks like he's like talented with the projectile spit. But I digress. Pulled me into the restroom, albeit not too forcefully and slowly pushed me against the restroom wall. Oh. He said being a hero was a serious turn-on. He continued, The Senate appreciates fine citizens like you. Oh. My goodness, you can't make this shit up, folks. That's why I know it's so true. Sounds like a movie scene. <clears throat> Sorry, folks. I'll try. He just pulled me. He pulled me into the bath. Do you know who I am? No. Pulled me into the bathroom and threw me up against the wall. You, you are a leader. I need to follow you, because you're leading from... Compose myself a little better, especially this senator. He then put his left hand on my groin. No! my jeans oh! began to rub. Mm. I seem to remember saying something like, What is happening? Stop that. It was a bit like having vertigo. <laughs> he then used his other hand to grab my left hand no! with his right and pulled it over to touch him. Now, is that a hate crime? Is that like racist? Or is that... That's one thing you're not going to hear Don Lemon talking about. At the same time, he disengaged from rubbing me and used his left hand to push me to my knees 
Okay, folks, my gag reflex just kicked in, so if you want to read any more of this, just, uh... He's like a regular Mr. Fantastic over here. He's the black, bald Mr. Fantastic. Check in the description box. There'll be a link to the rest of the story. No, thank you. One last thing about this story before we move on. It looks like the, the nameless victim of the bathroom rape attempt Somebody was booted off Twitter today. No! Yes, that's right. A homosexual Democrat announcing to the world that he was viciously almost raped in a bathroom was kicked off of Twitter. Just, I'm sorry. This sounds like that time. Did y'all ever hear that Howard Stern story where he said he thought this chick was so hot or something, he was waiting for his newsman. His newsman didn't get there or whatever, and just like, oh, where's Batman? And he's like, oh, it's over there. And then, then he goes in there, and uh, next thing he knows, this person is like up close and personal, and he's like, oh, hey, you know? And this person's like, yeah, let's get it on. And then he's like, no, 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 that's all right, I'm all right, I'm good. And then this person overpowered him. And you know, Howard is like a big person. They overpowered him. And he was like, whoa, I did not know this person was this strong. And like, that's where he told his version of the Chris Rock story of there's just some, there's just some zones that I don't go into. Now, if a man who's like seven feet tall is saying that, you just don't know who you're dealing with. This happens to dudes all the time. This happens to people that we think are dudes and dudes that are maybe not dudes. But anyway, this is happening. Somebody need to talk about it because it's not just me too. It's them too. It's them too. It's dudes. Coming very clear that the whole entirety of Silicon Valley has become the Gestapo doing anything and everything they can to help the Democratic Party at this point. Anything. Alrighty, folks, let's move on to this mysteriously upper middle class looking Honduran migrant caravan, shall we? We've got a quick little article here out of the American Thinker. You so mean just who's poor? financing the Wait a second, you telling me the caravan is not poor? That's really upsetting. I mean, I don't know. Is that upsetting? I don't know. Doran migrant caravan of illegal immigrants, with as many as 10,000 snaking their way into illegally entering the United States. Well, Rep. Louis Gohmert of Texas has a sensible suggestion for finding out. Using the RICO statutes, according to the Washington Examiner, citing Fox News, Gohmert said, We've got to have the DOJ investigate where the funding is coming from to send these thousands and thousands of people to the U.S. You can use RICO to go after them. The question, which the incurious media show no signs of wanting to answer, is definitely worth asking given the expense the taxpayers will be saddled with as thousands of them openly climb over border fences, dare border officers to fire on them, worm their way through asylum with legal maneuvering, or put up big sob stories with photos of mothers and crying children as a means to get in and get the benefit packages. It's a certainty that quite a few will get in unless President Trump can be genuinely effective at stopping them. And unfortunately, right now, that's not a certainty. So who is it? Is it Soros, the hedge fund leftist billionaire of chaos who vowed to shell out $500 million for migrants a few years back? Or maybe the Democrats, the same people who had tens of millions to pay for a fake dossier in a bid to win an election, and who have lately been struggling to win the Latino vote. 
We know someone's financing it, because migrants are leaving vast troves of trash as they move through Mexico, presumably because they are climbing aboard pre-arranged and paid-for trucks to travel. Trucks are expensive, even in Mexico. We know they're not exactly poor either. Throwing away $389 strollers is one thing, no. as is the idea of actually being able to buy one. This wow. stroller you see here crammed with three kids in it goes for about $1,000 here in America. Expensive strollers, yes, but what's even more expensive are the costs all of these migrants and their children will incur for the U.S. Educating them, feeding them, housing them, medicating them, lawyering them, policing them, jailing them, and everything else migrants get in their vast benefit packages, once in, legally or not. And of course, Gavin Newsom, currently running for governor oh, of the no. great state of California, vows to give them free health care, which has got to be a magnet. They also, as Mickey Kaus has repeatedly noted, drive down wages for the poorest Americans. Their remittance, meanwhile, leave American cities underdeveloped as all capital flows out. And they serve to prop up the corrupt governments of the countries they left behind, providing them a cash source that the IMF has warned tends to underdevelop those countries. And triggers, as you would guess, more treks north. So yes, the taxpaying public absolutely has an interest in knowing who wants to destroy our rule of law and make our borders meaningless? An act of meddling, if there ever was any. And who wants to hoist huge benefit packages on the foreign invaders coming to the U.S. illegally, courtesy of the U.S. taxpayer? Louis Gohmert is on to something, and his call should be taken seriously. Okay, to recap, we've gone through Spartacus and his uh, attempted rape issue, gone over the mysteriously funded midterm migrants, Last but not least, I've got an article for you out of Fox News titled, Two Convicted Democrats Seek Political Office While Behind Bars. Two Democrats are running for political office despite being behind bars, with one of them expecting to win in Texas and celebrate in jail. Ron Reynolds, a sitting Texas state representative, is running for another term. He's, He's expected guy. to win, well, because nobody is opposing him. He's a disbarred Missouri City personal injury lawyer convicted in 2015 on multiple misdemeanor charges of illegally soliciting people to his law practice. He was sentenced to a year in jail but later released on an appellate bond. But last month the appeal was rejected and Reynolds had to return to jail. The Texas state law doesn't prohibit individuals with misdemeanor convictions to run for office. The convicted Texas lawmaker boasts of being supported by Democratic Senate hopeful Beto O'Rourke. Well, of course. He even appeared in a campaign ad with O'Rourke. O'Rourke's campaign didn't distance from the lawmaker and said they trust the electorate. What a piece of... Reynolds denies that being in jail would interfere with his day-to-day -day job as a lawmaker, despite expecting to be detained when the state shouted... I hate this country during the arrest. Wow, you would think he would be more popular with the Democrats than that O'Rourke douchebag. I digress. He was sentenced last summer and is spending six months in the county jail. Foster seeks to unseat Republican Rep Tom Graves, a popular lawmaker in Georgia's 14th wow. district who won by 75% of the vote in 2012. 
But that doesn't discourage Foster from continuing to run the campaign. I mean, come on, what else does he have to do? Other than recite the poem at the bottom of the Statue of Liberty, you are... Well, you already know what you are because you've heard it a thousand times, but we're going to tell you again anyway. Maybe this time it will penetrate. You are a racist. They see those pictures and are being told, fear those brown people. The Democrats are a diverse party. The Republicans appeal uh, uh, disproportionately to older whites. And the mob thing is an attempt to alarm those voters uh, about the prospect of non-whites and immigrants. The right-wing coverage of this, is it is it demagoguery? How would you describe this? It is demagoguery, Brian. It is also, I believe... No, it's an invasion of anybody with eyeballs. ...and nativism really pandering uh, to the fears of Trump supporters and Fox News viewers. Yep, you're racist, just like you were racist for opposing Obamacare or not watching Sunday night football or believing that Brett Kavanaugh did not sexually assault someone. You, nobody's really afraid of these people. What normal people are afraid of is this. We believe survivors! We believe survivors! We believe survivors! And this. Versus the checkout line at Whole Foods. These are not immigrants. They're far too pampered and decadent to be immigrants. These are homegrown religious extremists who believe in nothing but their own power. Suddenly, people exactly like this hold congressional seats, and they host their own TV shows, and they teach at your kid's school. These are the people worth worrying about. So cool it with the lectures about fear. Listen carefully, cable news geniuses. It's not impoverished peasants from Central America we're afraid of. It's you. Huh. You know, but wow. Through the process, the reality, Tucker, I understand what you're asking, but the reality is that they don't want to stay in Mexico, where, by the way, in the last uh, 12 years, more than 200,000 people were killed. They don't want to stay here. They're fleeing violence and extreme poverty in Honduras, most of them. So but they want to go to the United States. They don't want to stay here in Mexico. And in Mexico, by the way, um, they crossed the border between Guatemala and Mexico. I was there this morning. But that's probably just for the, for Donald Trump to see. Just by the bridge, you will see little boats crossing thousands of immigrants in the last few days for Wait, but, a dollar but, but, but I'm confused. But, but hold on. So, um, that Wait, but hold on. You, that okay. reality is completely different. Okay, so you say that the United States must show respect to these, what you call, refugees. Why doesn't Mexico show them respect? Mexico is a rich country, the richest in the region. There are more billionaires in Monterey and Mexico City than there are in Washington, D.C. Why are they sleeping on the ground? And why haven't they been taken care of by rich Mexicans of goodwill, the blue-eyed ruling class of which you were a part? Why, where are they in this? Well, you know, it's a, it's a great question, and I'm so glad that you asked it, because Mexicans, despite what you might hear in social media, Mexicans have been treated, all these refugees, with incredible generosity and with incredible solidarity. Um, I know that there are fake stories in, in the United States saying that these people were funded by George Soros and by Democrats or by Nicolás Maduro from Venezuela. Vice President Pence is completely wrong about that, because if they really finance these people, it was a scam. Uh, I've been talking to people here in, in Chiapas who don't have a single dollar, Tucker, to buy a bottle of water. So that, there's no financing here. And no, Mexicans, no, but that's, hold on, that's my point. Not the politicians. The politicians, right. they've been playing the game with, with Donald Trump. Um, but civilians, Mexican civilians, have been giving all these refugees um, a little money, water, food, 
close but why and sometimes not? transportation but hold on. to what go about to I understand. And yesterday I, I saw something okay. incredible. I, wait, but let me, let me just interrupt just, you and say... Just I, let me I, tell you. Okay, they, go ahead. Yesterday they went 26 miles a marathon. Many kids, hundreds of kids, uh, uh, Tucker. And that's the people uh, of the caravan, not terrorists or criminals. What do they do if they got their period in that crowd? Is anybody asking that? I, I think most Mexicans are very nice people. I grew up next to Mexico. I always liked them. It's your ruling class I'm asking you about, the people who are some of the richest people in the world who spend the summer in France every year. And again, you're from this group, so you can speak to this. Where are they in this? Why aren't they taking care of these people who are sleeping on the ground? We can I, I see them right behind you. But where are those people? Where are the Mexican billionaires? They're very good at lecturing us about our moral inferiority, but they don't seem to be helping at all. Why? No, I think you want to concentrate on what Mexicans are doing. I just told you that civilians have done it um, in, a, in a beautiful, generous way. And I think we have to concentrate now on what the role of the United States should be in, in all these crises. Um, first of all, I spent two days with these refugees, and I have not seen a single person from the Middle East. That's a lie. And I think... Uh, Tucker, you have, you have to tell the truth to your audience. We don't know you don't who's have, in there. You have to make sure that uh, people are not lying about this caravan because the people... He never answered one of Tucker's questions is why aren't the rich people helping them? Why aren't the rich Latinos helping them? And then number two, he hasn't searched everybody in there. Who? How many people in a lineup could really tell an Arab from a Mexican if they were in the same outfit? I mean, really, I'm not even trying to be funny. A lot of people would fail that test. The Middle East are not part of this okay, caravan. What, what are you, let, let, me just, let me just ask, what are you doing? Wait, hold on. What you, well, I understand. And their lives. Look, I'm not there, so I'm not, I can't describe the people there. Um, you said the United States, it's taxpayers, me, you know, the other 330 million American citizens, right, have an obligation. How many of these migrants are you taking in personally into your home and are supporting <laughs> once they get to the United States? I think that's a great question, and um, and that's precisely the kind of question that people like you ask when you don't want to understand that this has nothing to do with individuals, it has to do with nations. And what we have to understand Why is what the United refugees. States responsible for these? You should at least be responsible for the people on your own continent. Right. Are not a threat to the United States. I know that in, in Fox News. Um, no, no, no. But how many are you taking? You know, very, before the, you attack the, uh, the Fox, it's a simple question. How many are you? How many are you taking? They are in? not a threat to the United States. I think it's really a love letter to the United States. And you know what they're saying? At the, He's using the Larry King technique. Let's just talk about what you want to talk about. Just if anybody asks you anything, just just uh, just turn around and on what you want to say. United States, please help us. You are the only ones who can help us. I think that's, that's right. exactly what they I agree are with you. I agree President with you. Trump but I agree. people like you and but, from but, all your audience. So I think it's very but, important but, but, that you but say what about you? Hold that on, you Jorge, take our respondents, Fox Hall respondents to this I'm place and talk to them. And don't, okay. don't lie to your audience. But I'm not lying don't to the audience. Don't tell them that they're terrorists. I'm trying and, to get and, and tell them the truth I'm gonna, about I'm gonna stop with this. I'm gonna stop with this. You and Hold Fox News Wait, and listen. President Trump are saying I'm about asking this you a very simple a question. Line. Okay. Let me just ask you and let's 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 answer this question. We can end on this. How many of these migrants are you personally taking responsibility for? How many are going home to Jorge's place in Miami <laughs> at the end of the day? And be, be specific. <laughs>
Yeah, well, I think that, again, this has nothing to do with individuals. It oh, has nothing to do with me. I do wish it. I could help all of them. But right now, right now we're talking about 7,000 here. We're talking about 2,500 kids. It is impossible for an individual to deal with a crisis like this. I think President Trump's immigration policy has been a complete Have failure. you donated money personally? I, I hope that, well, that you could you help you them too. We should I wish I could it. help them too. Well, you I can. wish we could do that. Well, sure I, I, wish, I wish we could do something like that. I, I wish we could do it. Jorge. If your kids were in danger of being raped or being raised in extreme poverty or being um, threatened with joining um, right. a madam or a gang, <laughs> what would you do? I mean, would you take I the risk? I could count on you to do a stand-up next to them, but probably not to help kids. them, I noticed. Okay. Jorge, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, Jorge saying... United States, it is your responsibility. It is your moral responsibility to take care of all of these people. You, you are on the same continent as these people. And you're not doing anything for them. But we should. Really unbelievable. I'm just laughing. People are very upset about the migrant crisis. Not upset enough to help personally, but upset enough to demand that you help. I'm just... This is just pure comedy, I think. <laughs> oh, goodness. I really enjoyed that, Tucker. I, I, I haven't watched in a while. That was really amusing. Anyhow. Kyla Powers Radio. Not so private podcast. Invasion 2018. <laughs> oh goodness. So, you know, it's already starting. We're going to cover the caravan. We're going to cover many, many more things. Uh, but before we do so, if you would please go ahead and click that blue bell to get notifications. So when I post, you'll be the first to know. Also, please follow me on Twitter at True Reporting. And if you wouldn't mind leaving a like for this video, the more likes the, that this video receives, the more times it is recommended to more people, thus more eyes on the truth. Um, so with that being said, let's hop into it. This is true reporting. So we see here, we see from a phone, this is just proof uh, in the pudding. Uh, Caesar Sayoc, this is the guy who did the, uh, the supposed woman. bombings. It's a uh, woman, guys. The letter yeah. bombs that were, I don't even believe they were bombs to begin with. Uh, he is part of the Democrat Party. Um, so I believe this is dating back to 1982. So did they forgot, I guess they forgot to scrub that, right? I'm sure that's scrubbed by now. Uh, then we see here, now I want to start going back in time. We're going to go back in time as yesterday was the, uh, the one year anniversary of Q showing up. You know, we had FBI in on. We had um, another Anon, I can't remember his name, and uh, then Q showed up. So I believe that the FBI Anon uh, was almost to see, it's basically like a trial run to see if um, we were ready to do this. Is this going to work? And obviously it has worked. So, you know, congratulations to all of us. Happy anniversary to all of us. Uh, we have, this movement has come so far, it's crazy. Um, so yeah, you know, yesterday was the one year anniversary of Cube. 
So we look here and it says Saturday uh, the 28th, 2017, so one year ago yesterday. HRC extradition already in motion effective yesterday with several countries in case of cross-border run. Passport approved to be flagged effective 1030 at 12.01 a.m. Expect massive riots organized in defiance and others fleeing the U.S. to occur. Uh, U.S. military will conduct the operations while National Guard activated. All that has happened. Proof check. Locate a National Guard member and ask if it has been activated for duty. 1030 uh, across major, most major cities. So that is happening down south, correct? Um, then we see here, um, alert, alert. Criminal or civil court records found, a.k.a. Caesar A. Sayok. That's the guy who did the bombing. Uh, works in the mailroom's clerk. Uh, at Parkland High School. Hmm, what happened at Parkland High School? Doesn't that ring a bell in Broward County and yada, yada, yada? Isn't that crazy, guys? So we see here, this is pictures from, I believe, uh, before the van was pictured, and this is afterwards. So why are all of these pictures changed out? Every single one of them is changed out. Uh, very strange, guys. Doesn't this seem so much like a plant? Did they plant the entire vehicle too? I believe so. So we see here more from uh, Caesar Sayok. Uh, it says, is the Florida company management or president director Sayu Caesar vice president right here from Sayex LTD Incorporated. Uh, Sayex trading, uh, sex, uh, sex trading and sex offenders have been there. Uh, 35 available sex offender records. Uh, in the Sayex LTD Incorporated. So, nope, Israeli. His dad owned Israeli company, Sayex LTD. Whoa, right? Isn't that crazy? Um, then we see here, Caesar uh, El Tairi. I would like to wish my great friend from Academy Nine Years Military School, Ricky, a happy birthday and a lifetime from the CIA. Congrats on your invention. Uh, invention, many successes, my brother. So we see here, there they are. That's the guy uh, accused of the bombing, and this is his friend right here. Not a Part guy. of the CIA also. My word, guys, this should be blowing your mind. This should be blowing your mind. All right, then we see the fake bomber. His Facebook profile changed while he was in custody. Note the timestamps. Caesar Sayok, which is him right here. This is 107 um, p.m., You'll never catch me. You'll never catch me. Caesar Sayok, 1.05 p.m. I believe this is a, a two-day or a day in difference. Or it could be a, a lapse in the, uh, uh, oh, what do they call it? The uh, time zones. So, yeah, they're already changing this stuff as, you know, as it occurs. So we see here, anyone seen my badge laying around? I lost it when we were staging that van to look like the bombers. Boss is going to be mad at me if I left it on the dashboard. So we see here, FBI right here and a badge right there. Oh, wow. Also right here. So, you know, very sloppy, guys. There's more pictures of just how sloppy this is. Um, just more proofs here, guys. I'm just showing you how much of a false flag this is. Windshield wipers right here. If I could zoom in, it may be a little blurry. You can definitely see windshield wipers going across, side to side, and right here. No windshield wipers. None at all. No windshield wipers. Uh, where are the gloves? These guys are just touching criminal evidence just with their hands. It's all over it. That's not how this works, guys. 
Uh, see all that recording equipment in the windshield. Also, recording equipment. See how nice and clean the van is? This is an FBI surveillance van that has been turned into a fake, fake evidence. See how they do not wear gloves to protect the integrity of the crime scene? Other fingerprints? Because it is their van. It is their frame job. Stay safe and on. Yeah, the people who van. are posting this stuff, they better be safe. Breaking. Attorney for Caesar Sayoc's family says Sayoc is seriously ill, has been living in his van for years, doesn't believe he would even have the capability to make a working bomb. Yeah, but he just... Uh, works for the dnc at some point and works for his father's business um that van looked pristine to be honest so we see here new developments thanks to everyone who uncovers this look what we have here the van parked with license plate in view no bumper stickers and this van hauled off yesterday looks like it had a complete this was such an obvious one i mean you can go to his video and hear these details so now they know that we know. And now that they know that we know, are they going to just keep giving us false flags? It doesn't matter whether we know if they're just using it as a distraction. So I'm saying all of that to mean that it is still serving the purpose that they want. The only difference being the fact that we know is that it has a shorter shelf life in the news cycle because we know. They're still doing it. It's still, we still have to talk about it because the left doesn't know. It's just a shorter news cycle. So are they gonna do more events? more fake events or what now that the potency of the false flags i'd say it's being diminished by half because we see it from a mile away so i'm just curious now what is the point is that the point just to have a distraction and they don't care how long it takes just as long as they can create a distraction so then it's on us. How fast can we process that it's fake and dump it in the garbage pail and move on to the next and move on to what's real? It's all about us and how we process this information. It's not about what they're doing because it's all fake. So that's why I'm not going to sit here and pour through his evidence that it's fake because we know that it's fake. And I know that my listeners that are, that are intelligent already know and don't need to hear every single fact. You guys need to keep posting it for the left and the people that have no clue and that are like, oh, it's just a coincidence that these government professionals are going to look at this van that's evidence with their fingerprints and no gloves and uh it's just a coincidence okay that's for stupid people but my audience is smarter than that so i don't even have to play that i'm here to get down to the nitty-gritty let's get on down yeah ms-13 uh to kill people i believe weren't they the ones who killed seth rich um, so are we talking meetings about with now? Canadian Prime Minister and how is it that and how is that related to the Clintons? Who are we seeing into the into the news now? We're seeing George Soros's son. This is so crazy y'all. Oh my god. Can you rely on being able to board a plane and fly away? No, you can't because all of their passports have been um, 
I guess doxed, right? Uh, why is MS-13 a priority? Nobody got this. Could people pay such gangs to kill opponents? And why? How to insulate against exposure? The truth is mind-blowing and cannot fully be exposed. Well, yeah, MS-13 uh, to kill people, I believe, weren't they the ones who killed Seth Rich? Um, and, and Trump is reiterating on them day after day after day. Also, many are thinking from one point of view, U U.S. only. This evil is embedded globally. U.S. is the first domino have faith. Ab That's why I'm saying that we have to expand our thinking. It's bigger than the United States. But what's going on in the United States is going on elsewhere. You can draw parallels to that. What I'm saying is that us as patriots, it's not for us to sit there stupefied. And then this happened. In and we're moving so slow. We've got to become so... We are the media now. We are the media. We're telling the truth and we're doing it better than them. But it's got to get faster where we're able to notice their BS, know exactly what it is, put all the details on the side for the morons and the slow people so that they can go through, oh, it is, they can go and get that. But the people that are awake and that can think two thoughts together need to be able to step it up, process it faster, and go to the next actionable step. This is this and therefore that. What do we do with that? Because the point, the reason why they don't give a darn if we're getting a lot of this information is because they think that we'll be, they think that we're sitting here like that TV show, Wisdom of the Crowd, like all oh, we're sitting here watching Alex Trebek. What is Marina Abramovic's last meal? I mean, they think that that's what we have. This is just a great American patriot pastime. And it's not. So we've got to get it together. Process this information. And it's bigger than us just making a video. We made the video. You got the information. Make sure after you've told us all this information. So what, what do you think? As of everything that you got. What do you think of it? What should we do now? That's what patriots can do. Don't just make the video giving all the, well, here's all the details. Here's all the What does it mean? That's what needs to be interpreted for the audience. And that is what the real media, if we had a real media, would be doing. And they're not doing it. And we know that they're lying. So if we really are going to be the new truth media, we got to step up our game. And we've got to do the part of real journalists. It's not just regurgitating facts, even though they're true, even though it's hidden facts. Now it's time to explain the people the context. What does it mean in terms of what we already know and where we're going? That's a piece of the job. And we've got to get some people that, that you know, I'm not going to deal with any fakers and I know how to see my way through any fakers and it might just be something that I need to be doing and I try to do it as much as I can but as you're doing these videos I know you have to lay it out for for the public that just you know is incredulous and just can't believe that there's these evil people out there and oh it can, my head would explode if they did this again anybody that's eating babies 
has no standard. There's no moral standard, people. They're capable of a lot of other things. Probably worse. You gotta say, if this is true, what else is true? If they're eating babies, what else are they doing? They're not going to be operating within the confines of the law. They're not going to be waiting on elected officials. They're going to continue their agenda regardless. And they're moving faster than we are because we're sitting here going through stuff like we just, what is that? What is this? We got the information. Now let's do some thought. Let's do some thinking, patriots. Let's push, ramp it up, connect those dots. That's what we need to do next. Absolutely. And again, with the uh, MS-13 gangs, they're the ones that are doing, they're the foot soldiers um, to the sex trafficking, to the murder, to the theft. That makes sense. Uh, they do the dirty work, right? And the murders. Okay. So let's see. Now that made a lot of sense because we were wondering how they're doing all of this stuff. Now that makes sense. Okay, keep pulls going. Pulls up. Uh, it's kind of sloppy, but I'll kind of give you an explanation of what's going on. So we see this is the real National Guard coming in. Um, not National Guard, but uh, MPs and that sort of thing coming in SWAT. Uh, none of these, this is the real one. All these guys, I've seen the pictures, have gloves on. Um, and now we see these guys here. None of them have gloves on. They don't look real. Their stuff is on backwards. Uh, it's just the same old stuff that we see in Parkland shootings and all of these places. Um then we see here, it's a little blurry, but I can tell you what it is. 1026 to 429, he's talking about, do you believe in coincidence, autists on fire? So the the truck that picked up the van uh, was a wrecking service, I believe, and covered all over the front of the truck is autism. Um, I'm not kidding you. You can see it right there. It's all of the puzzle pieces is the logo for autism, and it's all over this truck. It even says autism on the truck, so... Isn't that crazy? Then we see Broward County, Florida, Department of Tourism, Department of Corruption, more like it, right? Debbie Wasserman Saltz, U.S. House, uh, House Representative, Parkland shooting, Nicholas Cruz, uh, Parkland school shooting uh, star witness, uh, old David Hogue. I know how to pronounce his name, but I don't want to get flagged. And we see Sheriff Israel right here, who is um, so close-knit with the DNC. It's unbelievable. And then we see some more old posts. April 7th, Border, um, EH, Eric Holder, California, uh, relevant soon. Q, Eric Holder is starting to slide into these news streams, right? Border states are very key, bigger than you can imagine. The pipeline, not Re Republican versus Democrat. California is special. Public will learn. So, yeah, the, talking about the pipeline, I believe that's the pipeline of trafficking in people we see this uh caravan coming up you know that will influence new mexico arizona texas california many 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 then we see here why are we not being why is this not being reported the walk away movement walk away movement this is huge these are all democrats leaving they're all leaving and this is huge man this is that's a ton of people guys a beautiful sight to see right then we see here, this, I'm going to swear to you, this is why I believe in time travel. I believe that something is, someone or a group of people is messing with this timeline, this, whatever this reality is, somebody's messing with it in a good way. They're altering it. 
Be careful of an Obama bomb to win election would be a horrible thing to do. Uh, October 26th, so that was three days ago. Republicans are doing well in the early voting and at the polls. And now this bomb stuff happens and the momentum greatly slows news. Not talking politics. Very unfortunate what is going on. Republicans go out and vote. So was this false flag ready to go? Was it already ready to go? 26th of October 2012. 26th of October 2018, both referencing bombs, both talking about Obama. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable, guys. Un-freaking-believable. So we see here the van. They found it. It is the exact same van on Google Maps from August 2016 at the parking lot of the Kosher Market in Adventura, Florida. Seems like it is recently revised. Wouldn't surprise me if that's done, especially for this operation so this is from 2016. The van, the van has no stickers whatsoever on it. You know, Trump was definitely, he wasn't president at this time, but definitely president-elect. Um, well, a few months before that, but was definitely uh, killing it, right? The van is absolutely clean. So we see here, same interview on CNN. Man arrested in mail bombs identified as Caesar Sayoc. Why are these different? Why are these the backs of this? Van, the stickers are completely different. Look at this, guys. This is crazy. What is going on? Is this Mandela effect or something? So we see the National Guard, the armistice ending World War One was to take effect, oh my God, at 11 a.m., the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. Why? Why? That's all I want to know. Why? Please tell me. Post 845 from March, border crossing. Welcome to China, Spartans in darkness, border cro crossing. Future proofs passed. And we see, again, April 20th. Why is the Mexico border, Long Beach port, so important? Border, 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 repeated over and over and over, right? So, from Gemstone's website, Blockbuster, the psycho bomber lived five miles from David Hogue. I know how to spell it or pronounce it. Three miles from Debbie Wasserman Schultz, two miles from Parkland High School shooting. The same Sheriff Scott Israel, who was represented by Debbie Wasserman Schultz, handled this bomber. The Parkland shooting and drumroll, the Fort Lauderdale Airport shooting was under Sheriff Scott Israel's uh, also. Fact, there is a tribe hive problem in the area of Fort Lauderdale. They have the Parkland shooting under Sheriff Israel, the mail bomber under Sheriff Israel, and the Fort Lauderdale Airport shooting under Sheriff Israel with a little David Hogue and Debbie Wasserman Schultz as a side entree. Coincidence? Of course. Oh, and Broward County seems to end up in that middle of the lot voting rigging scandal also. That fits the bill. Yes, it surely does. Oh, is that all of them? That was all of them. Okay. We're through those memes, so let's go into some more, right? A lot of information. A lot of information, right? So we see here, this blew my mind, guys. VIP Anon checking in. I am assuming Q will be posting very soon. The Q movement is amazing. It has brought us together to fight our country, to back our hardworking president. Here is the photo I received in the mail. No words for what is on the back of the photo. Anons have, have at it. Don't forget to vote. Give someone a ride to the polls if needed. Encourage some of the fence to vote. Some on the fence to vote. So important. Even if Q was a LARP, he has brought us together for good. 
all this for a LARP. Best president ever, Red Wave, Declassify, Q Family, help saving our great country. So we see here, this is what he opened up. Right here, we see the picture of, uh, I guess this is the guy taking a picture. Is this a uh, VIP Anon, correct? He got a picture with the president. This was sent to him on the back of the picture. Plus, Q plus is the president, right? Q plus is the president support our troops. That was on the back of it. Is that insane? Then we see here, this is even, what is this timeline, guys? What is it? You know how uh, Q always references Alice in Wonderland. Then we see here, this is Halloween at the White House during uh, Michael and Hussein's uh, Halloween little get-together thing at the White House. And we see their theme is Alice in Wonderland. Look at this. The clock, the bunny, the cat, Cheshire cat. All of these, the, the whatever, they're doing uh, the thriller dance and everything. Look at this. Alice in Wonderland. Really? Here's a better picture for you guys. Right here, here's Alice. Here's the mad, or the mad, or the Cheshire cat. And the rabbit she fall, follows down. The Mad Hatter is down here. What in God's name is going on? Can someone please explain this to me? Um, then we see here, this is more of the Q clock, right guys? So we see here. The pictures have definitely changed. This is not the same pictures. We've gone over that. Uh, coordinated effort to ramp pro-violent attacks. 4chan, 8chan, poll threads. Uh, definitely look at this. And then we look down here to the Q map. And it says 06, excuse me, 28, 1026. Um, and we come down here. Breaking images. White van allegedly belonging to package bomber. Appears to have photos of Trump presidential seal in the window. 1033, 28, October 2018, right here. And then we can scoot back up here. June 28, 2018, coordinated efforts to ramp pro-violent attacks. That is exactly what is happening, guys. Pro-violent attacks, bombings, shootings, synagogue shootings, everything. So the Q clock, we've got to learn to do this. I'm starting to understand how to read it. Um, Follow-up posts. So this is from October 31st, almost a year ago today, 2017. Proof to begin 11-3, so that's six days away. We'll, we all sincerely appreciate the work you do. Keep up the good fight. The flow of information is vital. God bless. So, proofs to begin. This all has meaning. Everything stated. Big picture stuff. Few positions allow for this direct knowledge. Unbelievable. So this is a state very close to me, very, very close to me. Stacey Abrams is winning 46% to 44 against Brian Kemp. If you look into Stacey Abrams and what the what she stands behind, it's unbelievable. She's wow. so far left, it's gross. And she's winning 46 to 44%. But how can that be? But then I look up on the internet to see what's going on. 670 ballots in a precinct with 276 voters and other tales from Georgia primary. This is on MSNBC, MSN News. 670 ballots, but there's only 276 voters in that district, and that's the state that she's running for, right? Georgia had 276 registered voters ahead of the state primary elections this is the in May. Oprah was talking so about tell today? me what in God's name there's already rigged, it's already rigging. 
Absolutely there is because they have to cheat to win. And guys, I will leave you with this. One year anniversary of Q, October 28, 2018. Where we go one, we go all. And if you found this informative and you enjoyed it, please subscribe to my channel. Also, please follow me on Twitter at True Reporting and leave a like if you enjoyed this. There is a lot of information to share to wake up your normie friends. Definitely do that. Uh, and it, like I said, if you liked it, I got to listen to my own show. I got to listen again and put all this together and I will. Hello, friends, and you welcome. Know I will. It's July 22nd. Get is out there. Here he is. Here's a close-up again of this gentleman right here. This is at his Trump vehicle in Pennsylvania. And a big supporter of Donald Trump, Vincent Fusca of Pittsburgh, made the Trump mobile in his honor. So it looks is, like they—that's the white van that they tried to copy. Oh wow! To state secrets to Pakistan, status stolen by a one and is missing. Missing Clinton private email server. Okay, owned by these are the servers. This is important information to go over again. Let's let's let true reporting dig into this well prayer said every single day in the oval office jfk secret societies where we go one we go all you know this is even back in february talking about jfk it's always jfk servers we know about and their potential implication so let's check it right dnc server files transferred by seth rich to julian assange the server the russians hacked Proof the DNC worked to ensure Sanders would never get the nomination, but he still he was still a cuck and back down to Hillary Clinton. I lost all respect for that man. Uh, caused Debbie Wasserman Schultz to step down. Caused DNC to lose a class action lawsuit for Bernie Sanders. Investigated by CrowdStrike. House Democratic Caucus server. The server managed by Imran Awan contains emails of DNC congressmen used to communicate and send classified information in the United States to secret, to state secrets to Pakistan. Status stolen by a one and is missing, missing. Clinton private email server owned by Clinton located inside her home, used to divert traffic from her state email address to avoid FOIA. Contained emails with classified information, BlackBerry devices that had been used to access the server were destroyed with hammers. 33,000 emails deleted using bleach bit, never to be seen by authorities. Um, many foreign powers may have hacked. Gmail server in North Korea. Drops which indicate that there is a private Gmail server in North Korea. This corresponds with the fact that North Korea was owned by the CIA and the cabal until 45. Trump. This server was set up by Eric Schmidt himself of Google. Letter sent to Trump from North Korea looks in position like email logo, Gmail logo without the red M indi indicating a transfer of those emails to Trump administration slash Q team. So, you know, a lot going on. There's a lot going on. I know I'm going quick, but because I have so much information for today, I'm having computer problems. I'm having email problems and uh, it stinks. I'm just fired up, man. So. Right here we see, why is there so much hysteria over Trump meeting with Putin? Because he just met and did a deal with the last boogeyman of the West. No one left to blame for the deep state. Absolutely. So we see him meeting with uh, uh, Putin, with Russia, um, Kim Jong-un, and President Xi of China, I believe, 
And, you know, what else are they going to point the finger at? It's always projection, everybody. Always. So we see this. It's been a while. July 4th, we are on about 18 days. So what if Q doesn't post anymore? The movement has begun. What Q started will be finished. The boards are worldwide. The boards uh, are worldwide with millions following. So many great anons out there that will continue no matter what. Have faith in yourselves and trust in one another. Absolutely. It's a battle of good versus evil as it has been for centuries. From darkness came light and let the light shine bright. I pray for each and every one of you that you find inner strength to continue with the fight. Where we go one, we go all. Absolutely the case. Step it up. So let's check here. From Global Magazine, my mother gets them monthly. This is from an Anon. Certainly not the most credible magazine, but who knows page two. When I look at these uh, magazines like, let's say, Glow Magazine and The Acquirer, you know, I see stuff that has been uh, proven on the chance, proven through Q. I see them when I go to get my groceries, and I look at it and I say, oh, my God, you know, that's not going to be seen in the, uh, you know, New York Post or the, uh, you know, Washington Journal. We're not going to see this. It's going to be on here and put on... It's like a mind game. Like they put these things on things that aren't credible. They don't have a lot of credibility, just to skew things. It's it's very strange. So page two, the bodies were taken to the local county medical examiner's office. Kennedy clan members immediately forbid officials from photographing JFK Jr.'s body. Hmm, you know that could be so. Officials granted their request, even though photographic documentation of post mortems is considered standard procedure. Very strange. So the decision represented an enormous breach of protocol, absolutely. According to Dr. Edmund Donahue, then president of the National Association of Medical Examiners and chief medical examiner of Cook County uh, III, such photographers' photographs are very routine, said Donahue at the time, noting his office photographed every autopsy for identification purposes and to document injuries in case questions arose later. But after a quick four-hour autopsy, all three bodies were rushed to Doan, Doan Beal, and Amez Funeral Home in uh, Hyannis, Massachusetts, which had served the Kennedy family for decades and quickly cremated. On July 22nd, the victim's ashes were scat scattered at sea off Martha's Vineyard, less than 24 hours after their recovery. That is unheard of, everyone. This is a cover-up. They're both still alive. Their pets are still alive. And I'm pumped up about it. <laughs> so I've gone over this. Video 2, Q reports, timeline, and events. So we've gone through all this. July, AI investigation. Sessions, Trump meet with Queen and Putin. Great Awakening. Uh, that is in August. The Great Awakening. The Social Great Awakening. The Conscious Great, great Awakening. Server contents released to the public September. Indictments and sealed, grand juries, big arrests, October. Session starts prosecutions, treason charges at the end of the month, November. Military parade is cover for D.C. on lockdown and tribunals. Uh, in December, trials wrap up. I've gone over that one time before. And that is it for that block. So let's go to the next one, which will be, let's go over that. Um, may have been the last one I put out, but they're all defending this person. It's very strange. 
Um, like so, Pat Oswalt, the angry at tweets from my hammer toad followers open my eyes. Pedophobe, shaming hurts us all. I am a proud pedophile. This is from the third. Um, how this person could still be working? How how nobody is like stepping away from this person like it's like the plague. July of 2013, um, he is right alongside with, uh, you know, close friends with Michael Ian Black, with Sarah Silverman, with many others that are coming forward defending James Gunn. Anti-Trump liberal Patton Oswalt promoted pedophilia bigotry. Those who scream the loudest are the culprits, right? They are the ones we should be focusing on. That is from Goldwater. So now we see uh, Sarah Silverman. And it says, stand the F down. And this was uh, on one of the Chans, may have been a Chan. So she says, so you, this, this is all speculation on this. I'm not sure if this is real, but um, could be. They are attacking people that she runs in the same circles with. She says, you think this is some sort of game? Do you not understand that you are effing with people's livelihoods here? Oh, really? We're messing with a pedophile? That's supposed to be bad? Shouldn't you be outing this person, you dunce? <laughs> These are real people's lives we're talking about. This is wrong on so many levels. You all think you are so big. So, 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 kids being raped and eaten is fine. But let's protect a pedophile. Okay. Tough hiding behind a screen. You worthless, redneck, racist, inbred pieces of S. You have no idea who and what you're up against. Yeah, yeah, we do, actually. We're very aware of it. Let me make something uh, resoundingly clear to this cesspool and its inhabitants. You are not all as anonymous as you think you are, far from it. What you're doing is, uh, is tantamount to terrorism and trust me, there will be serious repercussions. That is all I have to say. So that is speculation. And that's what Valerie Jarrett is talking about. That they know all of us that are protesting this, that are true patriots, they got our names, honey. So, you might as well fight for your life now. Because they already know who's not down with butt raping and everything else that they're doing. You might as well fight patriots, gird your loins, and go for it. Make moves. Make waves. Don't just listen to information. Don't just write stuff down and make memes. We got to move the universe, people. Because they are really hella confident. They're hella confident. And that should disturb you. I do not know if it's real. This is another Michael Ian Black. I am a creepy pedophile and I write children's book for Simon and Schuster. That is true. He really does do that. And Unbelievable. It is what it is. You know, what are, what are we going to do? We have to out these people. So again, Patton Oswalt. Michael Ian Black. Oh, before I came to work today, I just raped a kid. Got got some sex off a kid. They think that's funny. I need to see some Democrats that are going to defend those statements. You got we got to get it together, people. They're saying this stuff. And we're not holding them accountable for what they're admitting. And then the people on the left are like, no, they're not really saying it. They just said that. And it's 10 days later. They've grown. No, they, they, they don't think that anymore. Really? Part of that alternative comedy scene. 
Patton Oswalt supports NAMBLA, an organization who meets to discuss child porn, pro-pedophilia legislations, and how to rape your children without feeling guilt or consequence. Patton Oswalt tweets, Let NAMBLA members F anyone they want. I am so crazy for wanting my kid to grow up in a safer world. August 17th, 2013. That was only about 10 days after that first tweet I just showed you. So, right, this is the same thing. Daily reminder, no one is scared of Hollywood. Keck. How can they be a, how can they be for me too? But it's okay for NAMBLA to rape who they want. That is a complete contradiction. Is Does nobody see that that is a complete contradiction? Anonymous talking back. I'm sitting here with glasses and mouth thick and I can see it. To the supposedly the speculative person, um, Sarah Silverman. So they're saying they're not scared of Hollywood, right? Mike Cernovic posted, I do not know if I trust Mike Cernovic. Just Don't. because he's under the same label. Mike Cernovic is Michelle Cernovic, who's down with Liz Crokin, who's also a dude. I think that they're controlled opposition. I'm telling you now, I don't care if you like it. I don't care if you like me. Both of these people are agents, Cernovic and Crokin. Beware, beware. Beware of the information that you get because that James Gunn thing that Cernovich started was a slippery slope. It was a slippery slope to smear truthers. And they were going to come back with, oh, you went after him and blah, blah, blah. It didn't work. It didn't work because you had certain people that knew how to disarm that whole situation. But you best be aware that whoever did that is up to some more shenanigans. Is uh, uh, Jerome Corsi and uh, Alex Jones. He works for them, so I'm still staggering the fence with this gentleman. Mike Cernovic says, Not I a have gentleman. a database of over 100 verified Hollywood liberals with child rape jokes. More on the way. And um, yeah, if he does, then send it out and I guess we'll just go over it, right? And if you don't believe me, Cernovich has been captured many times doing the 666, other hand signs, and him and Crokin together look like, you know, they just did it behind the barn. So you put one and one together to make two there. So here we go. This this shocked me, everybody. So I was a fan of this show. I was a, a fan of this show. I watched probably the first three or four seasons. Horror. Then I just got busy and just got rid of it, you know? American so it says, story. does this symbol symbolize satanic ritual child abuse? and or child sacrifice, and or child cannibalism. People love American Horror Story. This is the marketing for season eight. What do you see here, and what does not ring right? Is it the image of an infant being touched by a demonic hand? Why is a child ding, ding, here? Ding, ding, Why ding. now? Yeah. Timing? Is public standing up against pedophilia and child sacrifice? Are they, the cabal, trying to normalize child abuse and human sacrifices? Why are they afraid that the public will rise up and stop this? What will happen to the cabal then you decide? And we zoom in on this and it's very disturbing. You can see the outline. I know it's a little blurry, but that's what happens when I email some of my stuff to my computer. Dude, if the imagery for American Horror Story sickens you and is horrifying and they're putting it out like this, what are they, must they really be doing that's 10 times worse that they're not showing? And they're getting away with it. That's where you can control what you watch and what you support. 
You got to call these people out on this stuff. Team. Ex Antifa with a pedo push warning anonymous. Okay. Ex Antifa checking in. White genocide is real, but I'm not here to warn you about that. I've come from Berkeley area and I've joined an Antifa meeting as a leftist spick. I've been paid cash to protest. They know about this site. I've been paid to shill here. And this is only the beginning. I am sorry for the BBC threats, but I plan to make up for it. What they have planned sickened me to my stomach. There's going to be a mainstream push sometime in 2018 for the normalization of pedophilia. What are we seeing in schools? We're seeing transgender people teaching kids about transgender. We're seeing, I'm seeing stuff on my son's YouTube kids about this kind of stuff. I'm seeing it all over the place, and we're seeing it now in, in Hollywood. We're seeing it on Netflix, on Hulu, everywhere. It is everywhere. And he's saying this back in 2017, saying sometime in 2018, they're pushing for the normalization of pedophilia. They will play it as a choice movement. The push will be first normalizing young teenage boys and adult women, then teenage girls with 20-something-year-old men, then my body, my choice. I've seen this. I've seen people marching for this. My body, my choice. They are protesting it. They're for it. Sexual empowerment. That all comes from children choosing their sex. Why not sexual partners? The kids will be pushing this and not the adults. The push is planned for minority areas. The media doesn't want to take away rights of minority teenage boys and girls who want to engage in sexual liberation with adults. The and let me tell you that these kids are being bribed. These kids are in low-income families. These kids from the hood. These are the kids that they probably been trading around in Chicago that Michelle Obama had access to with the orphanages. I have heard myself about kids talking about, oh, well, this person's going to buy me sneakers. And they're willing to do sex acts for all of this, the glam, the stuff that is glamorized in the rap culture, in the hip hop culture. And they need to look a certain way. They want their hair to look a certain way. They have to look like that celebrity. They have to look like this one. They're getting plastic surgery. They got to pay for all of that. And they're doing sex. They're having sex with adults to do it. And pedophiles that have money are preying upon them. Look up Sarah Silverman and her pictures. And she's a man, by the way. And that's why the transgender and being able to know who's really who, that's why it's important. Because when you see a picture of her with some young black children, you don't think, oh, look at this nice white woman with these young black boys. No, honey, it's a pedophile. It's a man that's interested in little boys. You wake it up, see through it. See through it, you can Google it. You can Google these images. It will shine a good light and even have debates where they defend the children. When this happens, the counterfight needs to be relentless. I haven't thought of anything else to say at the moment. Black people are the ones to mobilize against what's happening to their children. I'm telling the people in the black community, you better wake it up now. Because this is what's going to be happening to your children. And I hate to say it, it's probably going to be mostly 
white pedophiles, older pedophiles. They're going to come into the black community and raid all these little kids and bribe them and do whatever they want for their walnut juice sauce, whatever it is. Black people, wake it up. It's your children at risk. White people, you MAGA people. And, and, and you know, MAGA is diverse. I can't stand that when they act like it's only white people. But you need to reach out to some black people and let them know what's really going on. That it's not, that you are not a blind follower. It's not about Donald Trump. It is about saving these kids out here. And it's about saving black kids. I bet you a black Christian, a white Christian, telling a black Christian, they will listen. We need to be having these conversations. We need to be hearing about this in the pulpit. We need to be hearing about it because these Democrats that are paying off these pastors, okay, it's not trickling down. The information is not getting to the constituents because these churches are being paid off and these black families are not even ready to understand what's going on with the transgender movement. They just turn a blind eye and they think it's funny because they're used to seeing Medea and they're used to these big headed girls that are really dudes. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, black and white, wake it up, wake it up. So I will stick around and ask any questions you have. This is from last year. A year and a half ago. Sickening, isn't it? It's all planned. It's all planned. Well, it's not a coincidence. Okay, so with that being said, let's go into this real quick. So we're all familiar with Nexium, right? I've done two podcasts over this. Serial Brain's gone over it. Serial Brain 2's gone over it. And so is Neon Revolt. A lot of people have covered it. So we need to look into, I guess this is Sanctium. S-N-C-T-M in Hollywood is used as a front for kitty diddling and worldwide human smuggling. Please look into S-N-C-T-M. I was... I'm going to say one more time. I know you think your kids are cute and people are dangling these kids so that they can get likes on Instagram and Facebook and everywhere else. Do not broadcast your kids. Don't do it. These people are out here looking at your naked children. Wake it up to post about uh, Sanctium, but please look into them. I don't care if I am killed. Sanctium, Sanctium, Sanctium. All right. So let's look. More co codes will follow. You are your own army, and of, and of course do not have to use them, but some of you may find them useful. Every name will follow soon. If interest truly brings down this pedo cabal for real, uh, work every name. Still think I'm effing around? PRPE, Kristen Miller, President, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, Boomerang, Greenlight, Sexualized Content for Children, the PR, Ted Sarandos, Chief Content Officer, Netflix, Greenlights and Develops Sexualized Content for Children, puts it on the air, lobbies for it to win Emmys, ignores legal and public initiatives to have it removed. The PRPE, Susan Rice, aboard oh, of God. the... The uh, director Rice. members of Netflix prestige adding ties pedophilia in the Democratic Party and their resources and connections to Netflix asset deck in return for the network permitting same to use them as propaganda platform. 
This is essentially a prep base for pedophilia and to be protected by a future D-backed, Democrat-backed bill of legislation. Uh, possible connection from this tier of people to children vanishing at the border and intense, unusual Democratic interest in these, ch in these children. Note, I am a Democrat, but, in, but all in all, the cabal must fall. End of part two. Let's continue on. This guy knows his S. Keep on posting. I'm not uh, too in tune that much since I'm retired. But, yep, this guy is a legit source. Get a trip code. I'm not up to date with their tactics or the Internet since I have been out of the loop since the 90s. So, yeah, do you have any info on Georgia and Atlanta? That's where um, Adult Swim is uh, put where it's at. So he says, from last night, FOP, friends of pedophile, protect them at high levels, grant them prestige by association, points at functions and parties, opens doors for them, uh, makes connections for them. Pedo enabler. These will mostly be women. They associate with the pedo, usually in women. public and online, drawing him friends and allies and helping brainwash the public into what is hoped to be uh, the future pedophile, pedophilia acceptance. They invite the PETA to run to their runway appearances, parties, concerts, and foundations. There will be many famous female names in this category. Uh, PETA Resourcer. These names will surprise you. They are not celebrities to you, but they are to our side. Content officers, vice presidents of production, vice presidents <clears throat> excuse me, of acquisitions and development departments, network executives. They are the most powerful, important names beneath politicians' names that we can give you. If interested, your task here will be to find non-pedo-related but ugly, ugly dirt on these people or to help expose the dirt on them we bring you. Most of the did anybody, did any truthers look up all these names and tie in who they're connected to and, and circulate this? Circulate this. Don't wait for Q. Let's dig in and investigate who all these... Is somebody... If whistleblowers are giving us names of people, we know they're producing filthy content. Well, nobody, you could barf in a bag when you see these cartoons that are obviously not for children. What are we doing with it? We got the names, put them out there, figure out who knows who and what's happening and label it. Put a face on these perverted TV shows. You have a perverted clip, Put the, this is the person that greenlighted this. That's the only way to clean these people out. It will not be pedophilic, but some of it will. The goal is to discredit and remove this list of people because these are the ones who party with pedos and directly put their CP films and TV shows on air, such as Steven Universe, Super Drag, Desire, and more. Netflix is, is for one full such a people. Netflix is for one full of such people. Absolutely. Why do you think Obama and uh, those people got on it? Obama and his wife. This may be blurry, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to zoom in. So let's check and see. Oh, we're good. This place in Hollywood ruined me, man. It really has. The reason I never liked posting on poll or visiting much was because I would always start raging then crying. Crying because when I see that spammer who posts all those links and ritual abuse and Satanism, I know it's real. I've been around these people. All Satanism, and I know it's real. Sorry. I've been around these people, all these celebrities, news anchors, journalists, billionaires, bankers, CEOs, politicians, who put a smile on TV, then turn around to partake in the worst evil degen degeneracy possible. It hurts 
so effing much, man. I'm in tears right now. It hurts so much that DC... They got a picture of the, the rainbow-headed rapper, who is a woman, by the way, not a hardcore man. X9, whatever, 6 9 that's a chick. Wake it up. Wake it up, you kids in the hood that are that are trying to be these people. It's a woman that you're modeling, you young men. Wake it up. In New York are the Sodom and Gomorrah and run the USA. It hurts so much watching all these people come into the business with bright eyes, lovely huge smiles, great spirits, then leave either corrupted or broken dead shells of themselves. I've seen so many kids and it hurts because I'm a father and a grandfather come into this business and be tossed around like a piece of meat for these hyenas. I've seen so many people off themselves because they couldn't take it. They couldn't take partaking in seeing so much evil. Imagine how much you have to do see that you off yourself even though you seem to be living a great life. I know that the people in the power positions have to be somewhat corrupt. But F, man, when is enough enough? You know what I mean, fellas. I am spiritually dead inside. I don't even know why I'm alive. So much evil going on in this world, and I know it's always happened, at the, and humanity has flaws, but still, everybody, maybe this life is really hell or purgatory at least. No, it's not. It's just been taken over. So we'll go here. Um... So we'll say the gay Jewish mafia of Hollywood uses local California Mexican mafia cells for low-level wet work getting rid of prostitutes. Uh, Hero Buff did not die from alcohol poisoning. I don't know who that is. He got whacked because in prison a brother showed him the protocols of Elder Zion, Mein, uh, mein Kampf, 200 years together and other related works and Hero Buff became woke. Hero Buff was the original link between the Van Ness St. Hollywood operators and the LAEME hero buff went against the grain and was dusted for it. Uh, we go down here. The black Mexican war did not happen because of more raci racism or more drugs. Mexican and black brothers in jail were getting woke on the, uh, on the JQ and started to spread truth literally among the gangsters in the late 60s, early 70s. The Jews released just how woke my people were becoming and started to F with our neighborhoods. The original upper echelon of the gang started to get dusted in the 70s after they corrupted our youth. Since, it's, since then, it's gone downhill. The plan started in the 60s after the CIA started working with Berkeley and other universities, socially, psychology, uh, psychology. psychology, and other professors in order to bring down the black and brown community to keep the country divided among racial and cultural lines to the point of hatred. The plan was uh, destabilized was to destabilize us so we wouldn't deviate from political thought control. Um, makes And that's what's so dangerous about voting for somebody just because they look like you or just because Oprah got up and made a speech. You people need to wake it up and understand that everything that we see, they plan it. Maybe the racism isn't as bad between brown, black and brown as we think. Do you not understand that they create these TV shows and, and things that different celebrities say to affect your thinking? To me. Oh, God. Help us. Let's, Help keep, us. let's continue. Help us. Kids and adults smuggled to service the local elite, a.k.a. Hollywood.
Personal cover was human smuggling. Benicia was a pedo. What? Let's check it. Back in the 80s, the ports, especially Benicia, were used to bring in third uh, worlders. The original cover was human smuggling. Benicia was a pedo uh, paradise. After they got them off, after they got them off in the ports and vehicle would pick him up, would pick up the illegals, kids and adults smuggled to service the local elite, AKA Hollywood and smuggle them into Benicia or into San Francisco or the LA ports and drive them as far as Las Vegas. After uh, that, they'd be coursed into silence or dusted, executed. The kids would usually stay quiet while the adults would get dusted, executed. Dr. O'Rourke, who died in 2012, was the doctor who would bring in shady doctors to do contract work. Please look into him. So please look into Dr. O'Rourke, O-R-O-U-R-K-E. Lucio Fulke was a connoisseur of real snuff films made by foreigners and Americans. Snuff films. He, along with other buddies, would pay up to 100 big ones for snuff films to manually, uh, to Manuel Noriega and other Noriega would use his death squads to make the films, which were then smuggled into the USA for them. Funny how the DOJ never brought charges against him for that. This is one for Hollywood's. This is one of Hollywood's biggest secrets. Effing directors. Lucio was just the front man paying for this crap. Snuff and CP, uh, child pedophilia. F all directors. Officials are paid off his porch to not inspect. Certain containers of the Hollywood elite, people. So people, the officials that are paid off at the ports in L.A. port ships containers are used to hold rape, torture, kill dungeons that are then shipped to S.E.A. I'm not sure what that means in Saudi Arabia to be to be disposed of. Chinese use the Chinese used to do this, but ever since their economic boom, they wanted to take over Hollywood and stop being the stooges. American companies are contracted to bring them back to Saudi Arabia. I guess that's what that means. While SEA and SA companies are used to bring them into the USA, they are breaking regulations every effing day, but they are not touched. Sanctium in Hollywood is used as a front for kitty diddling and worldwide human smuggling. Please look into that. I already went over that part. So we could check this. Uh, it's the most effing disgusting organization you will ever encounter. They have sex dungeons in uh, L.A., USA, Moscow, Tokyo, Dubai, Lagos, Bogota, uh, Rio de Janeiro, Chicago, New York, Monterey, Mexico. So, yeah, this place is huge. It's way bigger than the Nexium. Um, European royals, rich Arabs, uh, Chinese uh, expats, Hollywood elite politicians are all part of SNCTM. Insane, right? Insane. Let's keep going. Push forward. Guys, look into Sanctium, please. Alicia Diaz Gonzalez from Monterey, Mexico, was not killed by drug cartels, but by the effing Texas oil barons and Hollywood elites. She had received anonymous, no idea how, information exposing both the Sanctium membership and how Laredo and Del Rio Leos were working with the Mexican cartels to smuggle kids into San Antonio. Uh, huge uh, IC and elite presence and Austin lefty F or lefty fag capital. She went to L L debate newspapers, but they betrayed her. They talked to, they talked to a certain Hollywood kingmaker and a certain Texas politician and she's gone. 
Yeah, so here we go. In the 80s, after the Cuban government let Cubans leave for their country, uh, a lot of Jews smuggled out babies and teenagers into Florida for old Jews and pedos. No BS. They'd pay off custom to smuggle in babies, teens, or to take private boats into private residencies. At the clubs in Miami, old Jews and pedos would openly brag about this. The button, the back streets, the limelight in Florida, and in the 1980s were all elite hangouts. The worst of the worst, drugs and sex. Absolutely. Guys, I know there's a lot of like uh, slang in this stuff. There's a lot of racist stuff, but I did not write this. I'm just telling you, I'm, you know, it's, I'm not writing this. I'm not saying this stuff. So I'm just, you know, keeping my name out of this. Oh yeah. So the worst of uh, the worst were drug, sex, rape, adult teens, kids. Nobody was safe and out of the reach. So crazy stuff. Uh, yes, you're getting here. The elites are accusing Trump of what they are guilty of. Exactly. This is projection. This is pointing the finger. This is what they do. This is any time that they point the finger at somebody, uh, just follow it, right? Follow uh, what they're doing. I mean, it just points the finger at themselves. So look into SNCTM. SNCTM. Check out that stuff. And do I have anything else to go over? What's my time limit here? Yeah, we're done. This is too long. So I'm going to do another podcast, hopefully today. Um, I know this was fast, but if you enjoyed it and you found it informative, please subscribe. Oh my God. Subscribe to True Reporting. That was so crazy. I can't eat. I'll tell you that I, I was listening and I might have to listen again because I just was just like... How many of these celebs have killed themselves and we're looking at clones? We're looking at clones of people. And whoever they've channeled and put into these bodies, they're doing it to be worshipped. Whatever. Whatever it is. It's just so crazy. It's just so crazy. I don't even know what to say about it. I don't have anything to say about it right now. Let's just pray. Let's just pray. It's color powers, and guess what? I'm back again to show you a new. Here we go. Slow your roll. <laughs> got some info. I got some info for you. Uh, no, this is actually kind of like a, a serious a story was published serious today topic. about a woman who was in the subway in Here London when a man approached her screaming, threatening to attack her, and then he attacked her, seemingly for no reason. Now, this woman is upset because she said two white men who looked like they were in their 50s refused to help her refused to intervene, and then actually got up and left the subway cart. I keep hearing stories about men who refuse to intervene to protect women and children, and so I started wondering, is this actually a recurring trend? Is this actually getting worse, where men are no longer going to step in to protect people? And if it is, what's actually causing it? That's why they're trying to tell women to step it up. Before we get started, head over to youtube.com slash timcastnews for my live stream channel. If any breaking news happens, I will be live 
here. And I will also have periodic live streams talking about news and other issues. There will be a button right here that you can click to subscribe. And if you really want to support my work, go to Patreon. He's Tim Pool. The agitated man squared up to her and started violently attacking her in the middle of the carriage. Recounting the incident, she said, I got on the tube at Highgate and I was going to Old Street. A man got on an archway. He was about six foot and around 30 to 35 years old and he just started screaming. At first, I thought he was some sort of performance artist, but then it became clear that he was not well. He was screaming and shouting at me, saying things like, I am going to effing kick you. Then he did actually kick me. It oh. was intimidating. He was a big guy and I am only size eight. The fashion CEO is keen to stress she does not blame this man, who she believes needs medical help, but said the incident was terrifying. Instead, she is upset that two men she describes as white and middle class chose not to help and move to another carriage. I remain more angry with those white middle class men who left me to it. As fathers, husbands, and sons, they should be ashamed of themselves. Miss Sinchik praised those who came to her aid as angels, saying an Eastern European man who had seen the guy on the platform had worked his way down the train as he felt that man was dangerous and he got to me when the train stopped. She said her message to those who left her was, you are cowards with less empathy and strength than two size eight women and a Greek female pensioner, shame on you. If you were so scared is one thing, but one of you had a briefcase and could have helped me and both of you could have pulled the cord from the safety of the next carriage that you left me for. I would never in my life do that. First, I'd like to point out that I find it interesting that she actually blames the two men who weren't involved over the man who actually attacked her. Simply because someone seems like they might need medical help doesn't absolve them of their own personal responsibilities, though I understand not holding anyone at fault for the incident. I also am curious as to why these two men got up and refused to help. So I started looking into other stories, and it turns out there might be a trend, or at least the perception of a trend, of those who seek to help others being punished for doing so. One of the first stories I found is from The Telegraph. Good Samaritan jailed for six years for punching drug dealer who attacked a woman. Carl Neal jailed for punching violent drug dealer who was not prosecuted for a violent attack on a woman, which triggered the confrontation. A good Samaritan who stepped in and punched a violent drug dealer who was attacking a young woman has been jailed for six years. Father of one Carl Neal was jailed after felling a violent drug dealer with a single punch after he helped a young woman who was being attacked in the street. Mr. Neal, 23, intervened when he saw the woman being punched and pinned against a car bonnet. Mr. Neal shouted at the dealer, who was owed a 40 pound debt by the woman, to leave the woman alone, and then knocked him down with one punch. He hit the drug dealer again before walking away from the scene. The dealer was left fighting right. for his life with specific protecting story. yourself or protecting children. In this story, a man saw an overturned vehicle and rushed to save the woman's life and helped her start breathing. An officer told him to move his truck, but he refused to leave this woman's side because he feared she might die, and he did have medical training. Eventually, the police arrested the man. Or how what? about this story from Miami? A man helped a lost toddler, police say. He was then smeared online as a predator. A man trying to help a lost toddler find her parents was misidentified as a kidnapper on social media over the weekend, according to police in Lakeland, Florida, prompting him to leave town in fear for his safety and the safety of his family. The citizen attempted to ask the girl where her parents were and walked with her in hopes she could point them out, the statement said, a fact verified by at least one independent witness. At that point, bystanders told the parents the man was attempting to kidnap the child. So what do you say? And then going to the last story I just talked about, 
a man who actually tried to help a little girl was branded a pervert and actually physically attacked by the girl's father. Heading now to Australia, we see this story. Mo so unable what's to confirm your point whether the with all these stories? And she gave him a check for $10,000 to help pay for college. So there are stories of positive results when someone intervenes to help someone else. But I don't find it unreasonable that people are refusing to step up to defend others because for one, I'm sure a lot of people just don't want to be involved in a confrontation. But there are just too many stories about people being punished for trying to do something good. If you intervene and accidentally hurt or kill someone, you can be charged criminally for the damage you inflict. And if you don't know how much force to apply or a court decides you applied too much force, you can be punished. In this instance, the two men walking away probably did the safest thing for them by not defending wow. this woman. This is, this is a scary state of things. This is very, very scary. Women, don't believe this hype that's out here that's kissing your butts talking about women can do this and that. They're doing all of this to create um, just this kind of enmity between men and women and so that men don't help women. And this is something that is very seriously going on and somebody needs to talk about it. I don't know where this guy's slant is but he's interesting, this Tim Pool. I'm just listening to his perspective as a man, how he feels about what's going on. Made when one of the most popular gaming live streamers, Tyler Blevins, also known as Ninja, said that he wouldn't stream with women out of respect for his family and his marriage. People then said he was misogynistic, he was sexist, he refuses to stream with girls, but he clarified that this was because he will be harassed, that his family will be harassed, and that people will accuse him of flirting or cheating on his wife and things of that nature. And this is reminiscent to what we saw with Mike Pence when not too long ago the story came out that he wouldn't dine alone with people who weren't his wife. In the wake of the Me Too movement, there have been many men who are refusing to mentor women, who are refusing to socialize and don't even want to be in the same room as women out of a fear that anything they say or do could be misinterpreted or they could be falsely accused. So today, I want to ask the question, why is it that there are so many men who are concerned about being alone with women? Why is it that men are now unlikely to mentor women. I'm telling you, <laughs> nobody's going to be getting pregnant. Nobody's going to be getting laid because people are too afraid. Oh, no. Started, let me give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, News Voice. The app gives you a personalized news feed by aggregating major news sites. Okay, anyway. He also wanted to make 100% sure that he was not connected to other women in the online world. He said this decision was his and not a decision made by his wife, Jessica Blevins, who is also a streamer on Twitch. That was not even her, Blevins said. She had nothing to do with it. That was me being, I love our relationship, and no, I'm not even going to put you through that. Despite his personal reasons, the general consensus in the gaming community was surprised at Ninja saying he will only stream with male gamers. The range of response runs the gamut from outrage at the message that the biggest Twitch streamer not playing with female sends to others respecting Blevins' choice as a personal one. There hasn't been a single female gamer or streamer on Twitch or anything like that who's been upset about that, Blevins said, regarding his choice he then calls it a respect thing. Ninja clarified, he said that people will essentially harass his family and videos will pop up because he's got 10 million followers claiming that he's cheating on his wife. And he's not wrong. Interactions between men and women are dramatically different. Wait, if yeah. I make a joke to a man on Twitter, people just assume I'm making a joke. But even if I simply, there, there's somebody on Twitter 
And I simply said, hey, are you going to this convention next September? I'll see you there. And people started acting like all of a sudden we were dating and making jokes about it. And then yes, it was rather uncomfortable because we're just trying to have a professional relationship. And this leads me to the bigger story. That in the wake of the Me Too movement, there's many reasons why men are actually refusing to interact with women, not all men, but the numbers are going up. From leanin.org, key findings. LeanIn.org and SurveyMonkey partnered to understand what men and women are feeling in the wake of the widespread media reports of sexual harassment. Here's what we learned. Almost half of male managers are uncomfortable participating in a common work activity with a woman, such as mentoring, working alone, or socializing together. Again, almost half. Almost 30% of male managers are uncomfortable working alone with a woman, more than twice as wow. many as before. The number of male- This is ruining equality, people. This is by pointing out the gender and making it such a big thing and everything, it's actually ruining equality and working side by side, which is somebody's, that's exactly what they wanna do. Managers who are uncomfortable mentoring women has more than tripled from 5% to 16%. This means that one in six male managers may now hesitate to mentor a woman. Senior men are 3.5 times more likely to hesitate to have a work dinner with a junior level woman than with a junior level man. And five times more likely to hesitate to travel for work with a junior level woman. The survey shows that the amount of men who are uncomfortable working with women, socializing with women, or even being alone with women has actually gone up. And I can't say it's surprising because interactions between men and women are different. One example I've given is if a man compliments the appearance of another man, it's typically brushed off as nothing. Like if a guy looks at another guy up and down and says, man, that is a stunning suit. You're gonna kill it with the ladies. Very few men are probably gonna take that as sexual harassment or be offended by it. But if it's the opposite sex doing it to each other, it immediately becomes something more nefarious. If a man looks a woman up and down and says, wow, that's a stunning dress. You look great. You're gonna kill it with the guys. That could be considered sexual harassment. You know, he should have just said, that's a stunning dress great choice when you say you're going to kill it with the guys you're overstopping your boundaries because it's none of your business maybe she's you know you don't know who anybody's into so you know what you can say it you just got to think before you say it that's all actual in nature and thus interactions between men and women are different so it's unsurprising then that men are feeling this way about mentoring, working with, or being alone with women. The Globe and Mail has a story from May 27th. Is Me Too worsening the divide between men and women? Of course it And is. it is from Lisa Kimmel, the president and CEO of Edelman Canada. This is a very big company. Lisa writes, a few weeks ago, a good friend of mine who happens to be a male executive confided in me that he has been accused of sexual misconduct at a recent company function. I didn't do this, he implored, but I know my career and reputation are over. The sheer panic in his voice was terrifying. The allegations against him were subsequently proved to be false. I was rocked by this news, both the initial allegations and the resulting dismissal, not only as his friend, but as a female executive who has commented on the business implications swirling around even the threat of such accusations. There's no question that my view of the Mewtwo movement has evolved since I wrote about the issue in January. I have had the opportunity to talk about my thoughts at a recent Women's Forum Canada debate about whether the movement will inevitably help unify men and women in creating better workplaces. While my position on the matter may not be the popular one, I'm steadfast in my evolving belief that Me Too is worsening the divide between men and women instead of bridging the gap towards meaningful change. In an interview with Vice News... But that's everything that is being used, I hate to say it, mostly by the left, 
we have to understand that it is to stop conversation and it is simply to demonize any particular population that they want you know that's all they want to do is you demonize it and then you have some moral high ground and then whatever you do is you know above reproach and I suggest that no one be above reproach and everything be looked at and everyone listened to. It's pretty simple. Peterson questioned if men and women can work together. Is society ready to tackle sexual harassment in the workplace effectively? In the interview, he states he doesn't know if they can work together because it's only been a few decades and- All of a sudden we can't work together. We've been working together just fine for the past two decades. All of this, this is a psyop, people. This is fake. And the whole Mueller thing, how many more? It's like they're making a joke out of um, sexual abuse. They're, they're really, in trying to raise supposed awareness, they're making a joke out of it so that when it's really done, people are just going to be either avoided or ignored. They are diffusing it. Understand that this is a technique. This is a technique, people. Let's recognize that. In opinion, it's been disastrous. We've had sexual harassment and now we have the blowback. It does seem like equality is very hard to attain when men and women behave differently towards each other. And then we have the current circumstances where men actually sexually harass women and do very inappropriate things. The Me Too movement isn't wrong in that regard. But the result of this is blowback. It's a backlash where now men don't even want to go to social functions with women, let alone be in the same room as them. And again, it's not all men. It does seem to be a minority, but it's a decent sized minority of men who are straight up saying, we don't want to do this. There are examples of men being falsely accused, like we saw from Lisa Kimmel, CEO of Edelman Canada. She tells a story about a friend of hers who was falsely accused. And even if it is rare that a man is falsely accused, don't be surprised if many men want to avoid any situation where they could be falsely accused for any reason. I think hmm. woman, well, often the system doesn't support the man in the same way. Again, it sometimes does, but we do have a recent example in which a man filed a claim against- Well, I think we're also looking at the persecution of men. And it is specifically done to create the exact type of tension that he's talking about. It, there is a persecution of men going on, but I can tell you right now, it's not women who are doing it. It's satanic. Woman and feminists actually defended the abuser. The New York Times ran a story a couple days ago. What happens to Me Too when a feminist is the accused? The story is about Evital Ronell, a world-renowned female professor of German and comparative literature at New York University. She was found responsible for sexually harassing a male former graduate student Nimrod Reitman. An 11-month Title IX investigation found Professor Ronald, oh, described by a colleague as one of the very few philosopher stars in the world, responsible for sexual harassment, both physical and verbal, to the extent that her behavior was sufficiently pervasive to alter the terms and conditions of Mr. Reitman's learning environment. The university has suspended Professor Ronald for the coming academic year. I want to point out, they refer to it as sexual harassment, but show that it was physical. That's sexual assault. Let me tell you something. This professor, Ronald, might be a man that has been transgendered and so looks like a woman.
These are the little details that they leave out of stories to make it look now like like the women are the predators. No, they're dudes. And they're still after men. Men, you are being targeted. But don't think that you're targeted by women because it's not women targeting you. It's men. Difference. But how do you think some high-profile feminists responded to the accusation against one of their own? Soon after the university made its final confidential determination this spring, a group of scholars... I can't even listen to any more of it because I could just tell you something. That half of these feminists, like uh, Gloria Steinem, they're all men. Half of the, the, the ones that led the, the women's movement, there were a lot of good things that happened out of the women's movement. But we also suffered uh, the breaking apart of the American family. That was by design. And Shirley Chisholm, the black one, all of them, they're all dudes. And it's all about, you know, men lusting after men. I hate to say that. I have nothing against gay people. It's not all of them. It's this particular group of people that have an agenda, which is part of the, the globalization and everything going on. So they're using what they do to smear women, to uh, make this tension between men and women so that uh, the normal socialization that happens between men and women cannot go on. And that is a part of the courtship process, you know, that is being stopped. They're having us um, competing against each other. And as this guy, Tim Poole, said, no more is it about uh, the male being the protector. They're trying to change the roles of men and women. And, uh, you know... We just got to wake up to it. That's all. Enjoy, people. Enjoy this new world we're living in.